Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, we're live officially. I'm sitting here with my friend Kenny Kim, and I can't thank you enough for sitting down and, and chatting with me and letting our Boca podcast listeners kind of listen in Sweet. to the conversation. We haven't seen each other in a little while, right? Yeah, I feel like we always run to each other at these conferences, but, right? You know, I don't know, but but then time goes by so quick, so it doesn't feel like it's been a long time either. That's true. Yeah. We've how did we originally meet? I, mean, I don't even remember how we originally connected. Was it a photography conference, maybe I, WPPI? No, I think it was through actually Pictage Partner Con. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think that's when I first connected with you. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and. Gosh, how long ago was it? That was almost over a decade ago. Probably about a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And so we've had the chance to connect a number of times over the years at different conferences. Correct. Um, you were gracious enough to invite me to your wedding in Italy. And, and I, I talk to people about that experience <laughs> all the time. I mean, oh. it was just an absolutely beautiful experience, both to be a part of that right, event right. and to get to see a, a place in the world that I'd never been to before. Yeah. It was really exciting. We could probably have a whole podcast of just about that, <laughs> about so, that right? trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. But um your well tell us a little bit about where you're from sure. where you're based mm -hmm. and um and what you do all right well my name is kenny kim i'm from chicago um, and i do destination weddings i've been doing this for over 11 years now uh and you know i say destination weddings but at, at the same time I'm, I'm primarily a wedding photographer okay. with a concentration in destination weddings yes yeah. which is really you know what i love about both companies and individual photographers is when they have a very clear, a very distinct brand. When somebody hears about Kenny Kim, they know he's a destination wedding photographer. This mm -hmm. is something about that you've been speaking on at yeah. WPPI and, and probably elsewhere right. for a number of years now. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to dive into that here in just a little bit. How did you actually get into photography, though? Photography itself, oh boy. Um, it started back in college campus, uh, back in around 2003, 2005. Okay. Uh, I was uh, working there uh, on college campus, and uh, I'm a huge uh, sports fan. So I would go to all these like, sporting events, sit at these like nosebleed seats, looking yeah. down. I yeah. noticed that there's photographers sitting on the sideline. And I thought to myself, man, those guys have the best seat in the house. So somehow I got to like figure out how to get down there. So, you know, through the networks of people that I knew, you know, I ended up get getting some credentials to sit at those sidelines. And it was when that happened, I actually realized I have no idea how to use a camera. All my pictures were coming up blurry. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's when I started taking photography a little more seriously. Uh, you know, bought some, uh, spent some money and buying some gear. And started taking pictures and, you know, learned how to use the camera itself. Uh, my background in uh, college was graphic design. So it helped me to actually transition into photography pretty okay. uh, smoothly. Yeah. You know, graphic design teaches us about composition. Composition, yeah, right. Color, light, and all that stuff. Right. And, you know, I, I think photography, all it does is, you know, you're actually practicing graphic design but using a camera, a, a different medium to capture, you know. I like that perspective. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. So, I mean, after that, I mean, while I was on the college campus, I was also, um, you know, attending a church that had quite a, a number of people um, yeah. in there. So, eventually, I started getting invited to all these weddings in the during the summertime. Uh, and living in co college campus, I didn't really, I wasn't making that much money. So, I didn't really have a big budget. So, when I get these invitations, you know, I felt pressured to give them something. But at the same time, I was trying to be frugal on how much money I was spending. So, I came up with this idea that, you know what, maybe I'll start taking some pictures at the wedding involuntarily just to see, you know, what they would, 
do with it. Yes. And I started putting them on a disc, and I gave it to the couples as a gift. Okay. And they were loving it. And, really? You know, some couples even came up to me and said, you know what? Don't tell our photographer, but, you know, your photos are actually better <laughs> than the photographer's. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of, like, sparked a little idea in me to, oh, maybe I can start doing this on the side, you know, for fun. Right. And, uh, yeah, I kept getting more and more requests, and I thought maybe I should take this a little more seriously. Okay. So in year 2006, um, about halfway into that uh, year, I decided that, you know what? I'm going to become a photographer, full-time photographer. And I just kind of went with it. I had no idea how to do it. You know, so I actually, when I give my talk, I talk about how I got into photography in an un- unorthodox way. And, you know, I just kind of made up my own rules and just kind of kind of roll with it. And just went for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. I, I can very much empathize with that kind of jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down yeah. kind of approach. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. In your case, it absolutely has worked out. Yeah, yeah. And here we are over a decade later. Yeah. And you said that this past year you had 26 weddings that, that you photographed. Is Close that right? To, yeah, about Some, 25 about weddings. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're doing well busy. for yourself, <laughs> and and you've had an opportunity to really kind of focus in, hone in on destination mm-hmm. wedding photography. Yeah. Before we get into that in sure. detail, though, uh, let's jump back to that idea of a network mm-hmm. because relationships. I remember actually back when around the time that you first started, one of the things yeah. that you used to do. Uh, when you came to photography conferences, mm-hmm. was going to offer your services as a photographer sure. to the photography conferences. Yeah. You're adding value to a relationship or a potential relationship exactly. with these people, yeah. and that's really, really important when it comes yeah. to establishing relationships on a business level. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think you know it's important for us to. Uh, I learned this important lesson about you know being a giver first before actually trying to receive anything. Yes. And you know, and like you said, I didn't know what else to do or how else to serve, and you know, and I thought the best way to do it is through photography. Yeah. And I think, you know, amazing thing about photography is that, you know, you can offer that service to anyone and, you know, and, and who doesn't want photography? In their lives, in, in their, their business, lives. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, so I started doing that in, in the photography industry, and that's how I kind of got my foot in the door. Yeah. And I started learning from all these different people that I was We know, would always see with. Kenny all around the conferences. Yeah. He's, he's, there's Kenny, there's Kenny. Yeah. He's taking pictures for the conference, yeah, with your, with your 70 to 200 lens. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it all over the place. Yeah, I think like. in the, between, like, year 2006 and 2008, I pretty much attended every single workshop you could, you know. Yes. I was ho- offering to help out, but at the same time, I was learning from these people that were teaching these important content. Right. And um, yeah, and that's how I kind of got myself into this whole photography world. Now, networking is also huge for me, not only as a photographer, but also running a business. Right. Um, I think one of my biggest uh, regret initially was that yeah. I got into this industry too late. Uh, I didn't start you know, becoming a f- photographer until I was about 31. Okay. And at th- initially, I thought that was my crutch because when I went to these uh, photography conferences, you got all these guys who are like in their early 20s, you know, doing awesome, you know, and I thought, man, I wish I could have just started like five, six years earlier. But then I realized, you know what, I bet I wouldn't have been as successful because within those uh, maybe the 10, 12 years that I wasn't a photographer, it gave me a chance to network with numerous amount of people. And those were the people that I was drawing the, you know, the referrals from when I first got into the industry. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a regret is not having as much time to develop that network. It seems like you're almost making up for for lost time in the last 10 years. I mean, you've just thrown yourself into not just being a photographer, developing your photography business, but building relationships, mm-hmm. which has ultimately driven your business. It's right. such a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Um, and we'll have to ask everybody's pardon for the background noise. We're actually sitting <laughs> at WPPI convention yeah. right now. Um, not so <laughs> ironically. Um, so you might hear a little bit of background noise, but um, let's dive into destination wedding photography. Sure. 
Uh, it is it is something that probably most wedding photographers in some form or fashion mm-hmm. want to get into. They, mm-hmm. they think about all of these incredible locations, yeah. you know, the, the beautiful beaches or yeah. the beautiful mountains, whether <laughs> you're going to Europe or you're going to the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. Um, what is it? What does it mean to get into destination wedding photography mm-hmm. um, just to, to begin with? Yeah. So it's funny. I, when I was teaching this class yesterday, I asked the audience, the class members, you know, so why do you guys want to shoot destination weddings? You know, and almost everyone said, we want to travel. You know? So I think something about going to an exotic location to take pictures you know, for a wedding or for their job, you know, it's, it's, it's like this uh, you know, like mystique you know, goal that people want to attain. Absolutely. You know, you well, know. To, to, get, to get compensated for getting exactly. to travel yeah. to somewhere you've never been before, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that, right? right? right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you know everybody has their own idea of why they want to do a destination wedding. Okay. Um, but I think if you actually look at it from the business pr- perspective, it's actually a lot of work and it takes a lot of careful planning. And y- you got to think about it. You know, destination wedding is actually not about you. It's really about the couple. You know, you just happen to be there for, along for the ride. And you know, I would say you have to work almost just as hard, if not more. You know, shooting a destination wedding. For sure. Yeah, and it requires careful planning and better business management so that it becomes a profitable you know, investment for your business. And and that's a great point because, by the mm-hmm. way, we are running a business, right? Photography exactly. is great and, and it can be an art form, right. but if we're not intelligent about mm-hmm. how we approach it, then we can't make the profit, exactly. like you're exactly. saying. So that's yeah. that's really important point. Yeah. Did you just kind of happen on destination weddings initially or did you very specifically plan for that segment of the market? So I didn't even know what a destination wedding was okay. um, when I got into photography. It's something I kind of stumbled upon it by accident. Um, let's take a few steps back, going back to my college days, uh, okay. you know, shooting weddings at, at the ch- church I was going to. Um, so a lot of, you know, so usually um, the church I was going to was predominantly students. Uh, so when they graduate from college, next thing they do in life is either they go back to their hometown where they came from or they go- move to wherever their job takes them. And I think, you know, right after that, you know, next phase in life is that they decide to get married. Right. And um, a lot of these people didn't know uh, who, many photographers. So then, but they did remember that, you know, I was the guy at, at the college campus taking pictures. You were the guy with the camera. Yeah. yeah. So then there, some of these people started reaching out to me saying, hey, Kenny, you know, we're getting married. Would you mind coming out to our location to shoot a wedding for us? Okay. And, you know, I didn't know that that was a destination wedding, but I just decided, sure, let's, let's go with it and see what happens. Um, funny thing happened when I went there, I was doing my job taking pictures and, you know, casual conversations come up and people and the guests at the wedding started finding out that you know the couple flew a photographer from Chicago to shoot their wedding ah. so this like false notion that wow they flew somebody all the way from Chicago yeah yeah. Well, this guy must be really good <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome yeah and you're kind of like a little mini celebrity almost yeah, yeah. And, then, and then on top of that you know most of the times you get your referrals from uh, the weddings that you attend Right, so then True. these people started coming up to me, and you know these guests, they're like, "Hey, Kenny, would you mind shooting our wedding? You know, we're getting married, so and so." So that's how I kind of like got into destination wedding. Uh, next thing I knew, I was traveling to all these cities across the United States, you know, capturing photos. I was actually probably shooting more destination weddings than I was doing local weddings. Okay. So I had to um, kind of work backwards and market myself so that I can capture some more local weddings because okay. I live in Chicago, and Chicago has some beautiful backdrop that I wasn't taking advantage of. And it's a huge market, too. Now, you said something that was really interesting to me. You said that these people would come up to you at the wedding and say, Mm -hmm. hey, Kenny, would you shoot my wedding? Had they even seen your photography at that point? Nope, they have not. Isn't that a fascinating concept? Exactly, yeah. So so going back to the idea of relationships Mm -hmm. again, the uh, very proactive effort Mm -hmm. at presenting yourself well at these weddings is so key. I remember when I used to shoot weddings and people would come up to us. They certainly haven't seen images. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we may even only be about halfway through the wedding day, and they're already saying, you're such a great photographer. Exactly. And really what it was about was the experience, how they felt being around us, yeah. right? And that's so key. I agree. I think there's a quote by Maya Angelou, I think that encapsulates what you're saying. Okay. You know, she says that people may forget what you do for them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I learned that lesson in the beginning of my career. Yeah. When the mother of the bride came up to me, gave me a big hug at the end of the wedding day. She's like, you were the best photographer our family's ever had. And I started giggling, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was funny because she didn't see a single photo I took. Right. And like you said, and like just echoing what you said, it's all about the experience. Yes. Um, obviously, as you provide the experience, you have to grow your photography. So technically, you have to know what you're doing because so, in the end, you got to deliver the final product. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But, you know, um, their emotion, if they're, if they're attracted to you and if they like you, the photos you provide for them is going to be even better. So even if your photos are so, so average, they'll right. still love your photography and work because they'll associate their memory yes. with the photos that they see. Yes, So absolutely. it really is a service-based industry and it's really emotion-based. And it's how you make them feel. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Really so photographers are going to say, well, here's Kenny. He's regularly shooting destination weddings at all these incredible places. By the way, mention your Instagram feed because people need to see what you're doing and okay. where you're traveling. <laughs> what is what is the Instagram account? It's just account? Uh, Kenny Kim. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Kenny underscore Kim. Kim. Okay. So yeah. you guys make sure you follow mm -hmm. Kenny on Instagram because it, you just returned from Italy. I did, yeah. Uh, but you're shooting weddings all over the place. And <laughs> and I I mean, it just it's so fun to follow you on Instagram because <laughs> I get to kind of live vicariously through all these different uh, yeah. trips that you're going yeah. on. But photographers are going to be so curious. How can mm -hmm. I book more destination weddings? So what would you say to them in that case? I think uh, to book more destination weddings, it actually starts from your hometown. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so instead of trying to define destination wedding on your own, um, I, what I did was I turned to the editor of Destination Weddings and Honeymoon uh, editor to find out, you know, what exactly it counts as a destination wedding. Okay. Was that a local magazine? Oh, it's a national wide publication. National magazine. Yeah. Okay. Destination Weddings and Honeymoon. Okay. And she said, basically, it's, it's when a bride travels uh, over 100 miles to a location okay. uh, to have their wedding. Okay. So it could be two or three hours. So, you know, like I sh so a lot of times I, I'm shooting destination weddings in Chicago because a lot of couples have moved you know, away from Chicago and they're coming back to have their weddings there. So since the bride traveled uh, to that location, um, they're having their destination wedding now what's important about that is that uh, most likely the guests that are attending are also coming from uh, yes. different places around the, around the world right. or around the united states right and again as i'm getting these referrals you know i'm meeting people that are from san francisco new york you know and they're watching me work and again um these guests do not know many photographers so you know they only they can only choose what they see so the referrals that i'm getting through these uh, weddings are how i you know how i still continue to get destination weddings you know, out there. So, you know, if you're afraid about, you know, like if you're not sure about how to go about doing that, you know, just find out where your couples are from, you okay. know, and then do a really good job on the day of the wedding because it's kind of like your job interview. People are watching you and see how you work. It's a great point. Yeah. And when the wedding is done, you know, stick around because uh, some of these people might just come up to you and they might be curious. Um, here's a great example. I shot a wedding in, um, in Chicago a while back and during the ceremony, a guy, a guest came up to me and just said, hey, you know, I, I'm really into photography and I'd love to just shadow you during the ceremony if you don't mind. I'll see out of your way. Yeah. Initially, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a disaster waiting to happen. But actually, it wasn't that bad. He he just kind of like stood in the corner, took some pictures on his own, and okay. asked me a couple of questions, you know, yeah. throughout the wedding. And at the end of the night, you know, as I was getting ready to leave, he comes up to me, you know, and he thanked me for that experience. He said he learned a lot. To be honest with you, I really didn't do that much for him, but I just gave him the permission to, you know, do what he wanted to do. Sure. 
and then he asked me he's like hey by the way i'm getting married you know and i would love to be like you know i would want you to be a photographer i said oh cool where are you getting married he's like oh i don't know somewhere in the caribbean you know aruba mexico bahamas i haven't decided yet i just want you to be a photographer wow you know so had i just brushed this guy off and exactly you know, yeah and gave him a cold shoulder i would have missed out on an opportunity right and that wedding was like off the hook <laughs> that's so, awesome yeah so just think about that when you're shooting local weddings and then if you're really desiring to shoot more destination weddings um i would say like try to think of like a few places in mind that you do want to shoot your destination wedding uh, the big mistake is that you don't want to like you know, spread yourself too thin and go all over the world you know because you know each location you go to requires a little bit of planning and you have right. to kind of know what you're doing right um so like and it can know, be taxing too right all the exactly. travel yeah, exactly. So I would say, like, you know, close your eyes and think of, like, three places that kind of, like, pop in your mind that you yeah. want to go to. I love it. Yeah. And then d- what you should do is actually, you know, take some of the money that you use for advertising for your studio and okay. just use it for your travel and just go out there, you know, and go do go travel there as, like, a tourist um, okay. and use that money uh, for y- from your studio to uh, invest. Uh, maybe stay at a hotel that you want to shoot a wedding at, you know, and just kind of stay there for a few days. Interesting. Yeah. And then find out, you know, like, who the wedding planner or the event planner is at the hotel. Um, if you're a guest at the hotel, most likely they'll want to meet with you. You can even just maybe kind of fudge a little bit and say, you know, hey, I'm interested in getting married. Can I talk to a planner here? <laughs> you know? And okay. then start talking with them and then make that personal connection one-on-one. Sure. And I think that'll help them to let, let you know, if you make a personal connection with, with a potential vendor, I think they'll most likely might be willing to work with you as opposed to sending them a cold email or f- cold phone call. Um, and then, yeah, and then also you can probably, like, if you want to build a portfolio, like, in the particular location you're going to, um, look for online resources and see if you can find some models in the local area to do some photos and, you know, build a portfolio that way. Um, That's really smart. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the idea, and probably a lot of photographers wouldn't think about, hey, I need to actually invest the money to make a trip to this yeah. location ahead of time. Yeah. I think the assumption would be uh, a lot of photographers would probably think, well, I just need to submit images to a maybe a destination wedding uh, Mm -hmm. magazine or maybe get connected with the right planner who is. And and maybe there's some value in that. Mm -hmm. But to actually make the the effort and put in the time and the financial investment to Mm -hmm. go out to a location, that's a lot. Yeah. But I know this is something that you do. I mean, you practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. You're going and spending time in these locations. Right. So not only developing relationships with, with the locals, mm-hmm. but then actually, of course, taking advantage of the opportunity to grab some really beautiful images that right. you can post on social media, mm-hmm. you can put on the blog, mm-hmm. maybe even use on your website, especially if you have models. Yeah, it's, it's important that you need to become an expert on the location you're going as well. You know, yes. So when clients, you know, clients have no idea wh- what to do, where to go for the you know, photo shoot and location-wise. So you want to be be there to offer that kind of service to your client. You know, And I can only do that you know, if I know where exactly where we're going. And obviously, again, you can't do that with every single location that you go to sure that's why you pick your top three location and okay. you know, just kind of go there you know for me it's obvious it's napa valley hawaii and italy and those are the three places i invest my time in oh and, those know, are some great locations it too. Is, yeah it is yeah <laughs> i just recently had the chance to, to get out to hawaii for the first time actually this past fall with my great. kids okay. and had an absolutely amazing experience and of course yeah. i can't say enough about it i want to get back to italy mm-hmm. uh, we spent about six days or so out there for right. your wedding and uh primarily in the, in the tuscany region Mm-hmm. And oh, I mean, I just can't again say enough about not only how beautiful it is, mm-hmm. but how incredible the people are there right, too. Right. So I can only imagine how almost easy it is to develop relationships with people there. They're, mm-hmm. they're passionate, they're kind. Right. Yeah. Um, had such a great experience. Yeah, and you know, you want to also d- establish relationship not with the professional vendors, but like you said, th- with the locals. Yes. You know, because by getting to know them, you just you know, the thing about referrals is that you don't know where it's going to come from. 
you know, and the more you spread yourself out there and the more people you meet, you know, at the next wedding you're going to get might be from one of these uh, sources. And I have stories after stories about how I got some of these weddings. Yes. You know, and, you know, and that's how I'm running my business today. And the hardest thing about teaching a destination wedding uh, class is that people want to know how I can get, you know, destination weddings. But it all happens so organically. But you have to be able to uh, network and meet people as many as possible. Don't be a salesperson because being a salesperson meaning like going out there, asking for business, handing out your business card, things like that. Just develop a personal relationship with people, you know, that you're interested in. Yes. And just be sincere about it, you know. And all people know, need to know is that you're a photographer and referrals will come, you know, because it's all about you know, your networking. Well, and, and again, I have to say you practice what you preach. I mean, I, I see you do this both in the photography industry, mm-hmm. but even just, you know, I'll see occasionally random posts that, you'll, that you, you met this person or you connected with this chef or mm-hmm. you met this individual and you had these conversations. Yeah. And like you said, you never know where that conversation might lead. Mm-hmm. It might take a week. It might take a month. That person follows up. Right. They enjoyed the conversation they had with you. And um, the fact that you created opportunity for that relationship can right. potentially lead to a, a job. Yeah. And it's, this could be like a daunting task for somebody that's kind of an introvert who's not very good at going out and meeting people. I would say, like, think of, you know, uh, something that you're passionate about so that it's easier for you to go and, you know, meet those people that have same common interests as you. Uh, to give an example for myself, I love food and wine. Yes. So going out to Napa, it's easy for me because I can reach out to the winemakers and wineries and just go there to do a tasting experience, you know, get to know the owners, um, take some pictures for them for the winery if you can. Yeah. And just develop relationships that way. And again, think about it, you know, at the wineries, who are the guests that go to these wineries, right? Potential brides are having like bachelorette parties. You know, they're constantly going to these locations. So if, if, and, if and that's where the, some of the wedding venues are. So if you have a good relationship with the people there, there's a good chance that you might get a referral from there as well. But I love that you're focusing on adding value. Mm -hmm. Um, You're certainly you're going and getting to know the personalities, having conversation with them, but then you're figuring out how to bring value to them. Exactly. And that's that's so key. You know, it's it's so easy. um, And I've been guilty of it, too, in thinking about how can I grow my business? Um, Going back to what you're saying, really, at the very beginning of the conversation, Mm -hmm. it's easy to to go and try to get without first giving mm-hmm. um, and if you just make that proactive effort to add value to the relationship right. to begin with that's a, that's going to stick in people's mind because exactly. that isn't necessarily commonplace right right i think you know we got to stop thinking about like you know what can you do for me kind of you know um the mentality but when you go out there and you give it's just a you know law of like it's just universal law whatever you throw it kind of comes back at you it's Absolutely. a boomerang effect, you know yes and you got to take the initiation and to th- and throw out the first pitch you know if you i love it. catch the ball I, so. <laughs> that's a perfect way to end this. This, yeah. I mean, this has been really, really great information, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much respect for, and I know I've said this a couple of times already in this conversation, but I have so much respect for the consistency of your brand mm-hmm. and that you actually practice what you preach. Um, we've had opportunity for conversations multiple times over the years. Um, both at conferences, and I think I, at one point yeah. I got a chance to stay at your apartment too. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Um, <laughs> but I so genuinely appreciate and have so much respect for your effort at relationships, mm. and that is very obviously driven your business as a whole, but of course specifically for destination weddings. Right. And the yeah. cool thing about relationship is that everyone can do it. You know, it's, it's not a special skill set that you need to have. You know, so yes. it's something everyone can apply, and it works in you know. Oh, that's great. In all industry. Well, thank you so much for making time to sit down with us and for bringing value to our audience as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They can find you again on Instagram. It's Kenny underscore Kim. Correct. Or just KennyKim.com. Or KennyKim.com is your website. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, Kenny. Thanks. (laughs) It was a pleasure, Nathan. Um, No, the privilege is totally mine. (laughs) All right. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.